Hey everyone, this is the episode two. Who would have thought? Well, actually, I am very thankful for everybody who gave a like or everybody who just listened to the podcast. I really appreciate you going out of your way to listen to what I'm producing. And thanks to you. Um, if you liked it, I love you. If you hated it, uh, whatever. If you listen to it, that's good. That's enough for me. And everybody who gave me any feedback, you know, I appreciate you all. And if you're enjoying what I'm doing, that is amazing because that's what I want to do. And this is something that I enjoy. I really enjoy. So if you if you enjoy it, that's a perfect match. We're good. We're set. That's that's awesome. Um, in my last episode, I talked about uh, ch- children and teaching them. What? What? Why am I? Why am I speaking like this? Okay. Uh, in my last episode, I sp- I spoke about teaching children and uh, the struggles of children who especially have to do the school program and i promised that i would speak about adults in my next episode which is what i'm gonna do because adults is a whole nother story that's a that's a completely different thing that has its own little things and little whatever little little that's me shooting myself in the head because I can't talk. It doesn't matter. It's a different thing, you know. And I can say that I have more experience teaching adults than children. And I can't say which one is easier for me. It's all, of course, individually. Some people are tougher than others. And it doesn't matter whether they're young, old, black, white, whatever, ethnicity, ethnicity, nationality, fucking race, whatever. That All that is irrelevant when it comes to teaching. The main difference between teaching children and teaching adults is that there is a clear understanding of what, what a person wants. Yeah, so if when it comes to children, they're mostly pushed by their parents and they don't really understand why they're doing this. They're just like trusting, taking the word of their parents for it. Like, maybe I should do it. Maybe it's better for me. They, they, they don't really understand how much they need it because they, don't, they cannot see the future. They don't really understand how the world works. But the parents push them for a reason. So on some level, they feel like they have to do it because it's good for them. And, uh, you know... That's good when a child has this understanding that in future, that's a, that's a good weapon in your arsenal. Knowing the foreign language will increase your value on the marketplace and it will be, will be good for your career and will be good for you in general. Like for, for many reasons, it's good to learn language. And if a child has this understanding, that's amazing. But mostly, most of the time, they're just doing it because everybody's doing it and their parents are telling them to do it. You know, you face the problem of motivation. Like Maybe they're forced to do it, but they don't want to do it themselves or they're not feeling it today. They just want to have fun. They just want to, you know, dance or some shit because it's, it's children. They don't want to sit in, in a room for an hour just doing the, doing the thing, doing the lesson. 
you know they they want to be they want to be children they want to live life and so you might you might face these problems with adults it's the opposite you have an adult who knows what he wants and many adults come with specific reasons they they will come to you saying that they need this for traveling or they need it for a job or they need it for for an interview and they will have this specific reason but on one hand it's a it's a good it's a positive thing on the other hand it's it can it can create a problem because adults come with a specific image in their head that they will spend three months and they will spend this much money and they will spend this much time on English and there will be the result. There will be the job, there will be the traveling, there will be the interview, whatever. And so they conceptualize this thing in their head and they don't, they don't really understand how the, the process of learning English is really a sort of organic force that you cannot break down to these little boxes like time and money you cannot do that and so you you are faced with a problem that a guy comes to you and says hey i want to know business english in three months so do that and you're like what buddy you're not even like what you need to your life is wrong if you think like this if you think this is possible your life is wrong because you know dreams are good dreaming is nice dreaming dreams is what motivates people but you need to be realistic with things if you have a specific goal but you don't want to you're not willing to work for it you're not going to get it just like everything in life you you need to earn it and if you earn it you appreciate it more than if somebody just gave it to you not all adults are willing to reconcile with this idea it's not it's not always that they are ready to accept that this is the reality. They're still trying to play this game where it's uh, it's okay. I can learn English in one year and I'll be fluent, you know. It's not like that. It's not like that at all. So what are the main delusions that adults have when they decide to learn English? Number one, as I mentioned before, it is this mindset that I'll come, I'll show up, but you do the work. They deflect the responsibility and they kind of make teacher work on them as if they're some sort of a car, a machine that needs to be worked on. I don't know if this metaphor makes sense. Let me think about more metaphors and I'll come back in a second. And right now we have a word from our sponsors. Just kidding, I don't have sponsors. But if somebody wants to sponsor me, I'll be very glad to accept the money or not the money, maybe I'll work for food. Shit, just give me food, that'll be enough. Maybe some food company? Okay. Alright, so when it happens in the situations where grown-ups, I keep calling them grown-ups, but I don't know, just people have jobs and they have, you know, responsibilities and they don't have much time. They treat the process of learning the language as something that can be complementary to their whole routine of life, which is possible, but the problem is that they're not gonna get the result with this uh, attitude and with this conceptualization of learning language. You can't learn the language by studying once a week, uh, one hour, doing some fucking grammar or reading a text. That's just, you know, it's just sort of, impossible I mean, it's okay if you ha if you live 1000 years probably you'll get some to some level so that's a problem number one 
that they expect teacher to do the work for them, they're not really ready to sacrifice their time and invest themselves in this process. Second is adults are weird. You know, they're sort of, they already have full-blown static and solid beliefs and values. And sometimes it gets in the way of learning language. It's not that it gets in the way, it just, it makes it less open. It makes it less open, yeah. It makes it less free. It, it is hard to deal with somebody who's like, who is stubborn and who's like, I see the world this way and that's the only way I'll see this world. And uh, it's your problem if you don't agree with me, you know? Like, because you will have, as a teacher, you will have situations where you say, this is how you do it or this is how you say it. And a grown, grown up man or a woman will look you in your eye and say, no, I heard somebody else that this is how it works, that this is how you pronounce this word or this is the rule in grammar. They will pretend like they know more than you. And this fucking destroys everything because, first of all, they, they question your credibility and authority over them. And second, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So they are in their own source of delusion. And so it will be hard to, if they're not ready to open up their minds to the possibility that they could be wrong. It's just, you know, the whole process of learning and teaching for a teacher becomes a nightmare. That's how it is. Let me tell you a story about one student that I had who was an adult and who was a, a guy in his 40s and pretty successful dude, had different businesses, was an entrepreneur, and um, he was he was in a good position in life. Had a family and so on, you know. So I've met him, actually he found me because I was sitting in a cafe having a lesson with another student and then he overheard the lesson that I was having. And then he came up to me after it and politely asked me if uh, I was a teacher and if uh, I would be interested in teaching him. I said, sure, why not? We could try. And we did. And, uh, you know, on the first lesson, we just talked and I tried to pick his brain and try to understand who he is and his motivation and his uh, why he needs to learn English, you know, and so on. What happened was that we only had two lessons and on the second lesson, I gave him the topic and we talked about bribery and corruption and uh, I found out that he was in a political association in a parliament somewhere and uh, that he has some sort of cahoots. Do you know this word? Cahoots. Connections, basically. He has some connections with the uh, poly political sphere. And although I was just a teacher or and I, and I told him that I... I'm not interested in his whatever he's doing in his life and everything. All my questions are basically just uh, they're all they all serve a purpose to make the lesson interesting and fun. And how else do you make an interesting lesson if you're not asking interesting questions? You have to ask interesting questions. And 
interesting questions are sometimes provocative. So I asked him things like, uh, have you ever bribed somebody? Or what do you think about, uh, you know, corruption in the world? And have you done this? Or have you ever been involved in this situation? So I asked him a bunch of weird questions. He answered to them, to his credit. He answered to everything um, in all honesty. But by the end of the lesson, he was so dismissive of me that he, when I, when I told him when is the next time, he said, I will give you a call. And of course, he didn't call me back. Uh, partly, I think, because he felt threatened by me or something. What I've learned from this experience, what I've learned is that you can't be too sensitive if you are trying to learn language. And a lot of adults, unfortunately, are very sensitive. If you want to learn the language and you want to learn it with in-depth approach, you can't be upset. But I never found out the reasons why he stopped lessons with me. Maybe he just didn't like how I structured the lessons. Maybe he didn't like me as a person. Anyway, the result is such that you got to be careful with adults you gotta be more mindful of who they are my approach to be honest is i don't really care about who anybody is because i'm not i just what i do is i do my job and uh, that's basically it okay i guess i'm gonna wrap it up here but in my next episode i will talk about the psychology of lessons and learning a language um, because I think it's very important to focus on the relationship between a student and a teacher and how weird it gets and how toxic it can be and how, you know, how everything is centered around this relationship. So thanks for listening again. Leave a like or tell me what you think in the comments. I'll gladly respond to everything. If you don't understand something, you can also ask me, like, what the hell does this mean? This Some phrase or some word. Uh, but for now, thanks very much. Um, see you soon. Yeah, bye.